Welcome, one and all, to the Secret Crisis Podcast, the latest nerdy podcast to cruise through the multiverse. I'm Chris Markland. And I'm Jaden Jones. And we're here to talk to you about all of your favorite pop culture properties. And today we're talking about the CW universe and what the heck is going on. I have no idea what what the rabbit hole that they're going down right now is <laughs> both yeah. frightening and hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. If any of you have not watched or familiar with the CW Arrowverse, the, it consists of the following shows. Um, Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, DC Legends of Tomorrow, now Stargirl, Batwoman, um, am I am I missing any anymore? Oh, um, I think Constantine is semi-canon. It's kind of nebulous of whether or not it's. Yeah, they they have the one character, but everything else is. Uh, and then, like, um, not to mention all the popcorn cameos they had in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like Lucifer uh, showed up. Uh, John Wesley mm-hmm. Ship came back as the Flash. <clears throat> that like. Yes. Weird felt '90s flash costume, <laughs> <laughs> and then they had the uh, a weird, uh, actually a very annoying, cheap knockoff of a Smallville cameo. Um, <laughs> Tom that, was, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, dude, legit, just, I want to know how much they paid that dude to show up in the crossover. You know, they paid him like a half a million dollars just to show up and be like, "Hey, I'm Tom Willing." Yeah. Peace. Just like, yeah, yeah. Hi, now, but, I have, but I have no no powers. Oh, okay. So yeah. also, also, everyone have to also um preface if as I know we may have spoiled some things um but oh, yeah, if you have not spoilers. yes yes spoilers for anybody that has not caught up. I was watching the shows currently and caught up to the most recent. Of uh, events, um, click off now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spoil every single the plot of every single CW show right now. Any relevant? Somebody one. has a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Somebody has a secret this. and it blows up in their face. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Stephen Amell's abs. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah, just spoil <laughs> the entirety of the Arrowverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or at least like uh, I'm an early, early arrow. Um, the uh, and the shots of uh, him going up that uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, the salmon ladder, yeah. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> so, yes, if any of you guys have not caught up or actually just care about spoilers, if you care about spoilers, click off now, you can come back to a later episode. But okay, let us begin. Uh, bro, wasn't it crazy when the Flash and Supergirl and Batwoman all died, bro? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was just, just yeah, that's... Oh, and when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, watch the elongated man get like fired from Team Flash for his tweets. And like, have to make a formal apology to uh, the Pied Piper. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, playing, singing those tunes, bro. He's just singing those tunes of the uh, corporate uh, D 
DC. Well, yeah, that, yeah that's what's what speak, Speaking of which, that seems like a good place to start because, like, it feels like ever since Arrow ended with that big whole brouhaha at the end of Crisis, you yeah. have failed this multiverse. And, like, <laughs> ever since it ended, it kind of seems like the CW has been in this weird sort of limbo mm-hmm. where they don't really know what going to do next in terms of the grand scale of the universe yeah it's kind of similar to the position that marvel is in right now it's like okay we've built up our universe and we've tackled like the biggest end-all be-all like the biggest grandest most epicest like shebangiest crossover story that you will ever see on either the big screen or the small screen so what now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do we do now? We're just sort of left here to linger in our rest on our laurels, as the saying goes, and just twiddle our thumbs and be like, hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, that appears to be where we're at right now. The, well, actually, yeah, the it, it is a good, perfect contrast to where Marvel is right now after in Infinity War um all end game uh yeah and now now they're doing the spider-man situation but even that just seems like uh kind of yeah, just spider-man himself isn't a particularly interesting quagmire right now with like the whole sony rights issues like even mm-hmm. though like they're playing nice right now you know it's like only a matter of time before sony comes knocking on that mouse door and be like hmm <laughs> yeah, about that deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish uh, on the part parts of me would wish uh, DC would be as uh, crack crackdown and uh, Keaton Lawndale. Lawndale is is that how you say his name? Lawndale, uh, I think. Y- yes, Lonsdale. yes, <laughs> with, uh, Mr. John uh, completely. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like dude, dude slept through an incro- an entire multiversal crisis. Yeah, and just like pulled up with these random new powers out of nowhere, and then just like just as mysteriously as he arrived, he vanished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, it was a an amazing shock to see him, but he couldn't stay. Just a spoiler alert for anybody. <laughs> he, he didn't stay. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're still here. It's- Spoilers! Like, I can't, like, stress this to you enough. S-P-O-I-L-E-R-S. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, so Wally West came back in, like, Flash Season 6 for an episode and then just hightailed it out of there again. It's like, bro, next time... I don't Well, I don't know if there'll be a next time, but, like... Yep. Next time you're casting, like, a major comic book character like Wally West, gotta make sure you tie him down. You gotta make sure you tie them down. You can't have your actors getting too big for their bitches being like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to be on the flash. Like, bro, like, you signed up for the long haul, bro. Like, you're Wally West, one of the most pivotal flash characters known to man, the flash who discovered the speed force. We cannot yeah. afford to have you being like, oh, I don't know if I want to be the flash. Like, bro, nah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. For, so I think maybe for anyone that doesn't know, maybe in some of the could say the extracurricular aspects that go into the show anything maybe we have to get, bring some background that i think what was it back in like season two of the flash or was it season two three um season era 
season season three, yeah. Um, it, uh, from what I understand, it was after his um little was it was it after the um uh coming out party after that um because that he kind of takes some time after to oh, kind yeah. of Are work you on himself. About Roy Harper or no 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 oh, the, the the Wally West because Roy Harper actually. had a similar situation, but yeah, after the whole. After the whole, I guess, like Keenan Lonsdale coming out as like bisexual or like bi curious or like whatever, yeah. he decided to go on like a personal soul seeking journey to like find himself or whatever. And like basically, yeah. like left the flash without a trace. Like, yep. even though As, like yep. Wally West is a pretty pivotal character to the whole entire flash mythos, like mm-hmm. in the 90s, from the 90s to like the late 2000s wally west was the flash wally west mm-hmm. was the flash that most people grew up with he certainly was the flash that i grew up with like and anyone who watched the justice league cartoon from 2004 and justice league unlimited from 2006 mm-hmm. that's the flash that they grew up with that's wally west and for the CW version of Wally West to just be rendered to such a footnote is really, really disappointing to see for someone who has been a long-standing Wally West fan. And like even now in the comics and like especially in the show, most of the elements about like Barry Allen's story that you like and enjoy are carryovers from Wally West's character. Like Wally West was the Flash that was like super quippy and jokey and like ready to go and like chasing the ladies or like in many cases like being married to Linda Park. Like that was Wally West. Barry Allen was much more of like a square, <laughs> much more of like a, a good like he he's a CSI cop who just wants to do right by his city and like make his date with Iris. So like but but I'm late all the time. And it's like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Much more the nerdy flash and like while he was more of the hip hip patenin flash. Like and around the same time that's when you have like Cal Rayner as Green Lantern. So yeah. A lot of people like me who grew up around that period yeah. really have a lot of agency with those characters and see them be reduced to like such footnotes nowadays, not only in the shows, but like in comic books. All together, it's just kind of disheartening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, and also like after um, his hiatus, he hasn't really been. I think the, he hasn't really been back consistently. I think on two episodes he came back for Keen Lindell. Yeah, five. yeah. It's like it's like once episodes. a season now. I think he came back. It's not for, even. Like, I don't think so. I think like he, was, he came he back was, for the wedding in season four. That, that, uh, I think yeah. he came. He came back for the first episode of season five. Mm-hmm. And then he came back for that episode in season six, so it's kind of once a season. Yeah, but those are like annual, you could say, a real events, like special events. It wasn't in crisis. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> where <laughs> which is ironic. <laughs> where was he? Where, where's Wally? <laughs> where you at? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the uh, you know that puzzle thing they they call Where's Waldo? <laughs> where's Wally? <laughs> where's Wally? <laughs> Where's Wally? Wasn't there like one year of like Comic Con where like Wally came dressed up as Waldo? I swear that happened. Oh, yo, I actually. Am I crazy? No, I don't think. Actually, I don't think that's that is so ironic. (laughs) 
<laughs> that can, I was not referencing to anything. I think you're actually right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, yeah, like moving on, like Wally West is one of is like one of the many aspects of like the CW that has just like gone downhill over the years. But and now even after like Arrow, pretty much the person who started started it all, like the person who this universe is named after, the Arrowverse, that show came to an end with Crisis. And now apparently Supergirl is on the chopping block as well. Now Supergirl is like ending after its next season because, you know, this one I understand because Melissa Benoist I hear is pregnant and she wants to spend more time with her family, I'm sure. So yes, for sure. Yeah. And the regime, the regimen, the training regiment, and the mm-hmm. like, the daily scheduling and the um, the shooting schedules and like everything that goes into being a superhero twenty four seven, very yeah. taxing. In case you don't know, so that I understand. Yeah. I yeah, wish I sure. wish Melissa Benoist all the best, even though I don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be real. I fell off the of Supergirl after season two. My yeah, yeah, I am behind. Jaden, yeah. Supergirl is more your realm. How do you feel about Melissa Benoist and oh, Supergirl yeah. ending? Oh, okay. Well, Melissa Benoist, yeah, obviously, preface. I wish her all the best. I mean, I was incredibly happy to hear for her marriage. Um, that was just beautiful. Uh, I, I was actually shocked when I heard, heard about that. I didn't know that they were even together. Um, and um, even more. Oh, yeah, apparently, happy. apparently also, she mar- she's married to uh, Chris Wood. The man, who, yes. the gentleman yeah. who played Mon L, who was also her love interest for a short time on the show Supergirl. So yes, precisely. It's yeah. great to see how these shows can sort of like bring people together. You know, it's very, mm-hmm. very nice to see. Like even, even the actor who played Ray Palmer, uh, uh, Brandon Routh, he got to yes. have his wife on the show. And yeah, Courtney Ford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's which, really cool to see. So which anyway, is another beautiful think, story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with um with the, uh, Melissa, yeah, with her, I wish her all the best with her baby, um, uh, her her unboy baby at this point, and uh, I am disheartened in some in some cases. I mean, as you know, um, Supergirl over the ages, um, from season one, has gone through a lot of changes, a lot of changes from like season one, season two, what is rough, <laughs> to put it the least. Uh, season three uh, was, yeah, these, these were rough seasons. They, a lot of issues. There was a time in, in place where I, uh, again, as you know, I had to step away from season, the Supergirl because I couldn't stand it. Uh, it was, a, they were focusing on just irrelevant things um immutable characteristics of certain characters um and making them certain plot points that were just it were were, were just irrelevant at the point and um it it just hurt the plot altogether made it unwatchable but um you know i pushed through it and i i learned to i I learned to love love supergirl um I guess it's an acquired taste. And they learned from their ways from season four now to season five. They learned, um, there's a little, some things here and there, but, you know, they, they learned some, you could tell they, they learned not to do certain things um, that uh, certain people are not, it just doesn't help. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a bit, I was kind of, I was very shocked actually to hear that uh, Supergirl's going to be, um gonna be canceled uh what's gonna be doing this last scene season i was quite shocked but i i, I know that now nah, i understand 
that uh, okay, wish her all the best that she's going to do that. I, I'm I've told you for that. I'm actually, I, it's a definitely a worthy sacrifice. Obviously, a worthy sacrifice. But like, I I wish more celebrities would take more time um, for their personal life to actually build a family. Since all I wish more, um, actually make selfless acts than just the uh, investing entirely in their career. So. Um, when it happens, it's it's uh, definitely rejoicing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's been, it's a, one of those things that's kind of bittersweet. It's one of those things that's kind of bittersweet mm-hmm. for if you're like a fan of Supergirl. For me, like I ha- I very much have like a love hate relationship with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Like I when I started watching season one, like mind you, I don't remember a lot of season one because it was a long, long time ago. But I remember yeah. like man, uh, season one for me was borderline unwatchable i had a real rough time like there were a lot of things that i liked about season one but there were a lot of things that just rubbed me the wrong way but like Mm -hmm. season two for me really improved on the elements of season one that i liked while like getting rid of a lot of the aspects of season one that i didn't really care for like the whole stupid cara james olsen yeah love yeah. connection yeah. nonsense like the, yeah, that was, yeah like the weird like discount mystique ripoff who could like travel through computers and like uh, the uh, like, yes a discount general zod like the entire thing just felt like just felt like a target bargain bin of like <laughs> comic yes. book aspects that you're just like like a big old bowl of like comic fruit salad that like you're just like tossing in like trying to make like something comprehensible but like at the end it just i feel i felt cost supergirl its identity but from season two onward i really felt like supergirl even when i fell off after season two like it seemed to me that supergirl was really starting to figure out what type of show that it wanted to be it started to work through that identity crisis that was season one and like actually started to become something that had legs to stand on and Mm -hmm. even though it was never one of my favorite shows i'm always sort of there's all there'll always be a part of me that's sad to see these types of shows go because like they're all part Mm -hmm. of the family you know like Mm -hmm. speaking of family (laughs) on to batwoman my oh yeah that's a whole other can of worms that i am terrified to open yep uh so anybody that if any of you guys don't know, um, recently actually, um, it was in uh, it actually is the most recent show, um, aside from Swamp Thing, um, the new CW show to the roster was Batwoman, and it started in uh September of last year. Actually, wow, it's wow, it's been a year, an entire year <laughs> since then, um. And yeah, it's crazy it, how time it's, works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Batwoman is actually just a little interesting tidbit. For most that don't know. Yeah, like star, um, it stars like similar. It's similar to Supergirl in a lot of ways in that like it follows mm-hmm. the cousin of Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Kate Kane, who mm-hmm. was born to or like grew up being raised by her like father, who I believe is like a military intelligence agent or something uh, sure you could say that the crows he's the head of the crows um which is like 
sort of the military slash police and um, law enforcement of the of Gotham City. I mean, like it makes sense because like GCPD is so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) More incompetent than Starling City Police. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, look no further than Gotham itself. You, you'll know exactly what that looks. looks If you need, if you need your justice system to be single-handedly upheld by a billionaire recluse in a bat suit. You already yeah. failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You failed the city. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Oliver Queen on your ass, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Batwoman had um, come on the scene in last year of September, or it was I think it was October actually when it started. Um, that's when normally CW shows start, but yeah, um, they it started uh that early and uh, um. It was a. This was leading up to the crisis of Infinite Earths, um, um, uh, event that um all the CW shows at the well except for Legends, well no Legends was part of it but there was kind of missed the crux of it but yeah they yeah. they were leading up to that whole event and so really and truly Batwoman, it's just Batwoman was a disappointment. Yes. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Batwoman was a straight up disappointment. Like yes. one of the main controversies of the show that a lot of fans like you and me both had a problem with was the fact that like Batman is apparently a character in this universe. We've just never seen him before. Yeah. Never yeah. heard yeah. or seen hide nor hair nor mm-hmm. cape nor cowl of Batman <laughs> through the like eight to nine years that the Arrowverse has been a thing until, like, just 2019, and now all of a sudden he's missing. Completely just, like, up and, like, plucked out of Gotham City altogether. And not just Batman. Every single Bat Family affiliated character that you could think of. Except for Alfred. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Wait, Alfred is in that show? Yeah, yeah. he, He had a little... Um, talk with um on on the phone with Katie. Really? Yes, and he met we met her daughter, which was again another cringy moment. Um, I did but, not uh, know that. Yes, I mean I knew about her daughter. I heard about her daughter, but I didn't know that Alfred was in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, yes, he has. It. No, well, no, he wasn't like it. I don't from my memory, uh, he didn't actually appear. He was just on the phone. Well, then where the hell is he? Why? <laughs> At Gotham Manor, but she's never gone there. Wayne, Ma- but like, didn't Wayne she Man- like get the suit from like an auxiliary Batcave? Yeah, the the um headquarters of um, Wayne Industries. So wouldn't Alfred have been alerted to that if he's like still living in Wayne Manor? Like, wouldn't he? Like, I don't. You see, that's that, that's what I don't like. Like the Alfred yeah. that I know, if he gets an alert that someone is breaking into the Batcave, he is pulling up with a shotgun. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. See, again, this is the incoherence of the Bat, well, yeah, the Bat, Gotham, Batwoman, Gotham that we're seeing. It, it, it's really not Gotham. It, it's it's just um this, uh, it's not Gotham. It's just, it, this is just, it's ridiculous. You see, might as okay. well just had it take place in Bloodhaven. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, that that would that would have solved everything. That, that literally would've... would have solved everything. Yeah, yeah, 
exactly. or at least like most of the main problems, like a lot of the main, the other problems that are there, like would still be there, but like, at least, at least you wouldn't be like pissing off bat fans before they even like watch the second episode. Like me, like I stopped, I'm, I'm going to be real. I stopped watching after the first episode and apparently now it doesn't even matter because Batwoman, the title character is getting recast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ruby yeah. Rose is taking the latest actor on the CW to take the walk of shame. Like, <laughs> just like, God, and like, mind, mind you, like, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like poke fun because, like, you know, I respect how much work it goes into like being a superhero, and I'm yeah. sure that, and this is her first time, Ruby Rose's first time, like, leading a series or like leading any. Anything, yeah, any series, yeah, yeah, knowledge really. So, like, for yeah. all things considered, from what I saw from the first episode, I thought she did an okay job, I thought she was fine. But, like, just the fact that like she left so easily, the fact that the main title character, Batwoman, the person who you have built this show around, who you have spent the entire show saying that this is the defender of Gotham and she's better than Batman ever was, mm-hmm. is what the show is saying, apparently. And now, boop, she's gone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, and apparently yeah, they're recasting her now with another Batwoman, who I think her name is like Ryan Wilder or something. And let me tell you, yes. the casting call for Ryan Wilder is <sighs> some of the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Like, yo, let me see if I can, let me see if I can pull it up. Well, yeah, like, tell, tell us more about your, your experiences with Batwoman as a whole, because unlike me, you've seen the whole season, so tell us what you thought. Uh, actually, I've not finished the entire season, but I've seen a significant a, a chunk of it, um, post, a bit post, post-crisis. Um, really, really, Batwoman started off was rocky start it, i mean it was not as bad as i the trailer made it out to be the trailer was still this trailer was cringy incredibly cringy. um oh incredible incredible yeah for multiple reasons um but um the actual content was just man they just uh they were harping on a lot of irrelevant things about okay so she's she's um first um she's Bruce Wayne's cousin. Okay, he's Batman. She finds out he's Batman. Okay, we need a defender of Gotham. Okay, cool. Um, now, honey, hijacks, takes his suit, takes this guy's suit, the military grade, high level, state of the art, actually beyond state of the art, um, like, mil- just suit, bat- the bat suit, <laughs> and molds it to her liking. Takes just basically, basically feels like suit. Um, just right suit. Um, to make it uh, fit for a woman instead of make it her own. Her own. Um, it, it was just it, yeah. Could... Wait, say what you will. Say what you will about Spider-Man and the MCU being like, <laughs> oh, he's an Iron Man Junior. Oh, he's like, uh, he's just using the te- the tech that Sp- Iron Man gave him. Oh, he's not <laughs> his own man. But like, at least. At least in Far From Home, dude made his own suit. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude made his own suit. You cannot take that away from. Say what you will about Spider-Man, but dude made his own suit. Kate Kane, just a woman who like shows up, just like out of nowhere, breaks into the Batcave, steals Batman stuff. And mind you, this is all before she even knows that. 
that Batman is her cousin. Yep. Well, I mean, she all- she fig- she figures that out. She figures she figures out, it out um, eventually, but only after she breaks into the Batcave, steals all his stuff, steals his suit. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, Bruce Wayne's Batman. Oh, well, that's, that's convenient. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Precisely. And then she goes proceeds on um, parading proceeds to, to defecate um, his, on his grave. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, uh, Gotham uh, perceives her as well. Uh, well, actually, being Batman, and she's offended that all oh, that's not I'm not Batman, and no, it's a Even it's a she I'm wearing not a, a bat suit with like bat ears and a bat symbol and like a bat cape, and I'm dressed in like all black. Swinging around on the rooftops of Gotham, like <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah, it, it it was it was quite. There were there were multiple reasons. Um, harping um making um her sexuality a big deal. Um, instead of just making it just an act an aspect of her character, just uh, a part of her character, but they made it a central thing that they needed. They just constantly um was uh making this a, a bigger deal than it needed to be. And it was just like, okay, she's gay. Okay, cool. Um, or, or, or bisexual or, or, well, no, no, she's lesbian. Yeah. Um, the other, the other girl, her love interest is, um, is bisexual. And uh, it, 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 it just was a, a too, they spent too much time on irrelevant things that they could have, instead of actually inventing the plot forward, um, that just made it, it's like, okay, like, come on, let's move on, let's move on, okay, let's go, let's go, um, and it just made it very suffocating to uh, to watch at times, but um, over from where I left it, uh, the the villain was not, uh, was not really, like, she was crazy, but I mean, all the Gotham villains are crazy. Uh, but yeah. it, it was not it was not the greatest writing that you can see I, I don't I'm not I'm not far from a fan of Batwoman the only reason why I continue to watch it well for the most part um is because it was connected to the CW verse and I didn't want really want to as you know I don't like to uh be caught off guard I like to watch everything that's connected to it because I don't when they do crossover so at least I'm not like out of the know of certain things. Yeah, but it was only tied to the CW verse, like, like, on face value. Like, even as a fan who was watching, Mm -hmm. like, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, when it got to, like, the Batwoman episode, I was not confused in the slightest. Like, I've only seen seen the pilot of Batwoman, and I had all the information I needed to not be confused. But apparently now, even if you didn't like Batwoman, don't you worry, because now Ruby Rose is out of there, and now they're recasting her with a new character, an entire new character that they're writing from scratch. Never been in the comics, never been off like an inkling of an idea before mm-hmm. just now. This new rando by the name of Ryan Wilder, and like her casting call is hilarious. It says it says this: she's likable, messy. A little goofy and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. So let me get this straight. Now, like, it hasn't even been a year since Kate Kane took on the bat suit of the man who wore the bat suit before her. And now she already has a successor. <laughs> says a lot about your says a lot about your run as Batman, as Batwoman, Kate Kane. Like, is it like is it like 
are there like bat elections that take place every year? <laughs> like, do we like, do we, like do votes? Like, do we? Like, <laughs> do, the people do we like swear in a different vote? Batman every year? But like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving going on, it says. She's not also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. Nothing like Kate Kane, they say. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. You mean like Kate Kane spent years uh, training with, like, <laughs> training out in like an igloo somewhere with like. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> like years dodging the GCPD. Okay, a girl who would steal milk from an for a girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. I feel like that's a typo. A girl who could steal milk from an alley cat could kill you with her bare hands. That makes more sense because <laughs> I said four instead of from I'm so, I was so confused but yeah a girl yeah. who would steal milk from an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter highly skilled and wildly undisciplined an out lesbian athletic, raw, passionate fallible, very much not your stereotypical all American superhero unless you count the all American superhero that came before her <laughs> <laughs> that woman before her like that's literally Kate Kane like to a T aside from like a few minor differences exponentially Kate Kane yeah yeah it, it's really and truly that woman was eh, just a the the writing was just so hollow it was just so hollow the acting the, the actors like some, some of them have bad acting but for the most part, like they did the best what they could, and, and and I think like we we talked about this before, um, that you really can't like you can have good actors, um, but you can't if they have a bad script. You, there's nothing you can do about it. Like it's a bad script, it's gonna be a bad movie. But you can have yeah. best actors, but bad script, bad movie. Um, but you can have a good um a good script, bad actors, and still be a deep one, somewhat decent movie, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, and the same can be said up for directing too, because like true. a director can get great performances out of terrible actors. Like a great director can make terrible actors give the best performances of their career. They could get Oscar worthy performances out of them. But a bad director, a bad director could make you hate watching like Robert Downey Jr. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like Academy Award-winning thespians, like like uh, <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins or like Patrick Stewart or like um uh uh, uh uh Molly Ringwald or like any of like the elder statesman actors in Hollywood today. All of them are only as good as their director. And if you don't believe me, watch the Emoji Movie. <laughs> <laughs> watch Patrick Stewart in the Emoji Movie, or like watch Sir Anthony Hopkins in um uh, uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Like, <laughs> watch him call someone a dickhead, and like ask uh, Mark Wahlberg when was the last time he made Whoopi, or like <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah, guys. Uh, when. when 
to sum up the, the Batwoman situation, yeah, it was not a good um, property. Just the wreck. That's that is a mess. Like just to sum up, yeah. it, Batwoman is a mess. Um, it's it, like it's, if anything, the only good news to really come out of this whole like Batwoman recasting news is that like at least Batwoman has nowhere to go but up. It really doesn't. It can't possibly get worse. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah, really. It really can't. Like any, mm -hmm. at least, I would even venture as far to say that this might be maybe the shot in the arm that Batwoman needs to like actually get people like me who fell off after the first episode to be interested in it. Well, it's like, well, if you're backed into a corner like this, if your main actor leaves to the point where you have to recast someone and make an entirely new character out of scratch. That is at least intriguing to me. I'm interested to see where you go from there. I'm interested to see what sort of storylines you're trying to tell with this new character, how you're going to start digging yourself out of this hole. Like, me as a fan, I'm more interested in Batwoman than I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's, maybe that's, like, the one consolation prize with the C state of the CW as a whole, you know? Like, with everything, with, whether we're talking about, like, Arrow ending, Supergirl ending, Batwoman getting recast, Keenan and Lonsdale having left, uh, or, like, anything else, like... I'm interested to see where the CW goes from here. This is going to be one of the most formative stages of the Arrowverse yet. This is going to be the stage that decides whether or not it's going to be something that can stand the test of time, whether or not it's something that can like pass on to next generations. Like We already know that we got a Superman Lois coming, which I am not excited for in the least. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the... Uh... Um, a Smallville knockoff that they're trying to put over to basically capitalize on the Smallville fans, which is I don't, I'm not a fan of. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> see like the. I don't know if any of you guys have watched Smallville, but Smallville was the super the um the Superman show you could say. Um, well, pre-Superman, um, Clark Kent before. And it, actually, it was the really first CW superhero show that ever came back in, in early 2000s. Um, and uh, with Tom Welling and Erica Durant um, and Yeah, uh, yeah but, well, well, I hate to cut you off, Jaden, but we are officially out of time. So I would like to thank you on behalf of the Secret Crisis podcast for being willing to stick with us throughout this entire time of us rambling. So have a great day and we will see you next time. Yes. Uh, see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.